You are listening to episode 11 of the EU Startups podcast, featuring an interview with Milda Mitkute, who is the co-founder of Lithuania's first tech unicorn and second-hand fashion marketplace, Vinted. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of the EU Startups podcast before Christmas. Let me start off by sharing with you that we're currently open to bring a new podcast sponsor on board for the upcoming episodes. If your company would like to reach a highly engaged audience of a few thousand startup enthusiasts per podcast episode, please just drop a message to thomas at eu-startups.com and I'll be happy to tell you more about this opportunity. But now, without further ado, I'm handing over to our head of content, Charlotte, for today's interview. So for today's EU Startups podcast episode, we're talking about fashion tech, sustainable wardrobes and the wider concept of the circular economy, which is a topic that many of us have been thinking about these past weeks and months. So for this discussion, we're happy to be joined by Milda Mikute, the co-founder of Lithuanian startup Vented, which is Europe's largest secondhand fashion platform. And already Vented has grown to a community of over 34 million users over the world in 12 markets. And last year, it achieved the status of unicorn, which means it's valued at over $1 billion. So hello, Milda. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Nice to us. be here. <laughs> um, so my first question for you is, um, I was doing the research for this podcast and I, I learned from one of your talks that you, you said you used to spend 80% of your salary on clothes, which is very impressive. <laughs> uh, nothing to be proud, but yes, that's true. <laughs> um, and it was actually this that was the, um, the thing that, that, that boosted you to come up with the idea of Vinted. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about how the first concept of Vinted um, came to be, um, which in the first stage, I understand, was just a project. It wasn't um, wasn't created to be a business. It was just something you made for your own use. Could you tell us about, about how that yeah. started? So actually, the idea was, for some reasons, I don't know, it was like, for us, it was it looked cozier to, to call it project, but actually it was a, like a hobby activity. I would say it would be like the most true to say that it was like a hobby activity for both of us, like you said mm-hmm. and me. Eustace was the other co-founder. Um, so, and everything actually started, as you mentioned before. So I had like kind of huge passion for style. Like I was obsessed about finding my own style because you know, then you were 20 something. So you're looking for ways to express yourself. So, so it was like one of the ways for me. And um, yeah, and I ended up with a very, very full closet of, of things. And this is how I like, the idea was born like, no, okay, I have lots of clothing. And I was moving from my native town to, to the capital, Vilnius, to study. And it was the first time then I realized that, okay, how much stuff I have and especially how much stuff I don't use anymore or never used actually. Like I counted more than 100 items with tags like or one like worn once, maximum twice. 
So it was for me eye opener because then I started to think, okay, like what should I do with, with the with the stuff I have? Because I don't want to throw them away. Because you know, like in our parents' time, they used to, you know, you have your shoes and you wear it till it till it dies. And in mm-hmm. our like generation, it's like it doesn't happen anymore like this because, as I said, they have like almost one hundred um, items with tags. Almost, almost all of them were with tags. So it says that, okay, it's like brand new items, never worn or, or worn like just a little. And, you know, I just didn't feel good to, you know, to throw them somewhere, like to put or just to give away, just to be a bit honest, because it was, you no, know, it was new things. Like, so I thought, okay, it would be very nice if I could sell those, um, all of my stuff that I don't use anymore. And in return, I could um, browse in other girls' closet and take something from their closet. So this is how the idea was born. So it was, yeah, it was pretty selfish thing because it was more about like, you know, my um, my problems I wanted to solve. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and at the beginning, it, it wasn't a business idea. It was, yeah, just like, you know, I have a problem. I need to solve this. And this platform might be a solution. And then we met together with Justus, we sat together, and then we agreed that, okay, let's do this uh, this project. So both of us, um, we didn't see this as, as, I don't know, global business. We didn't see this as Lithuanian business as well, because for us, it was, you know, you know everyone has, like, someone has podcasts, someone has its own blog. Uh, for us, it was, okay, we have our own platform where can, we can play, like, uh, for me, as as person just to get rid of my stuff but at the same time I, for me it was you no know, and for Eustace as well it was like a platform where we can experiment as young professionals like he as a developer mm-hmm. and me as a like I don't know I was 21 so it was like marketing communication PR like community so it was like you no know, I didn't know what I want to do in my life so for me it was you no know, everything what is interesting I want to explore and I can I want to experiment here at, at Vinted so this is how it was born. Mm, so it started out as kind of a test platform to to kind of uh, a safe place to, to test out different ideas and and kind of play yeah. around with different yeah. Um, and then uh, so you were in your early twenties at this point and you were running this this hobby project and then you started to notice that it was growing really fast mm-hmm. and um, maybe some investors were contacting you. So how what was the moment that you knew that vintage could actually be a business and you started to take it more seriously okay so it's a long and short story so <laughs> you know <laughs> depends on how much time we have but i will try <laughs> to to fit a medium short story <laughs> so the idea was like that the first three years it was just a, ho- a, a hobby project so we didn't consider and we didn't see this as a business uh but after six or seven months vintage was launched we started to get um, calls or emails like, guys, I don't know what you're doing here, but we would like to buy you. And for us, hmm, we don't want to buy because, well, we don't want to sell because, well, you know, it's like a playground for us. And like they used to offer like you know, 10,000 euros for, for the platform, 20,000 euros. But, you know, it was like, okay, said, okay, we are young. For us, money would be an interesting thing. But, uh, you know, we have higher goals. Like for us, it was like very important to, experiment like you know platform where we can play and um so we've so for the first three years even though we got lots of traction uh but most of most of the traction was like you no know, from companies that they wanted to buy 
uh, and now I see like, you know, it was, you know, the kind of uh, protection. Uh, those companies wanted to protect because it was mostly from some classifieds area or from media area that they wanted, you know, to kill the upcoming competition. And that's why they wanted to, because they used to say, we, we're going to buy you and we're going to close you. Um, so for us, we didn't like this ending. So that's why we said no. But after a few years, the first business angel, Mantas, the, he joined, um, uh, he came to us and said, guys, like, do you realize what you're doing here? Because I'm not sure if you see, but like, it can be like a global thing. And you just sit here like the Lithuania. At the time, we also had Germany, uh, German market. And and he said you like having party, but you know this party can go go can go global. <laughs> and for us, actually, it was the first time that we started to discuss like what we want to do with this, and like is it okay for us to to convert the hobby project to business? And for us, for for Eustace and me, it was like both. Like we said, like actually in five minutes, okay, we feel that uh, this business angel looks like you know a match. <laughs> Like mm -hmm. Tinder match, <laughs> like you know, it's a match, and uh, because we have similar vision, uh, we have very similar values, and we have like the same uh, kind of young um, ambition. Like you know, we don't, we are not afraid to you know, to okay, let's go to to the world, and we don't have anything to lose. So we said, okay, let's let's do it. So it was the first time, then we decided that we want to try this as a to convert this to like business entity. So three years after Vinted was launched, I would say Vinted finally became a business. Mm. So uh, it started to grow quite fast, right? And um, mm. and you had, because you, 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 you jumped into Vinted right after university, you had yeah. um, no business experience. When you realized that you were kind of at the front of this, this platform that was moving very quickly and it had mm. potential to be something really big uh, how did you overcome this how did you step up and because you didn't have any time to step away and yes prepare mm -hmm. it was happening right now so how did you step up to, to lead in that sense that was a, was quite a big journey for me and um yeah like the first three years even though it was also like still a hobby project but it was growing so fast but it also came with some excitement okay i can explore many many things here and, and like as I, as i mentioned before I have zero experience, like working experience, but I can do, you know, mistakes. And I allowed myself to do lots of mistakes because, you know, then you treat this as a hobby project. You kind of say, like, I don't worry that I make lots of mistakes and and I do something that doesn't work. So I allowed, I allowed myself to do lots of mistakes. Uh, three years later, then we said, said, okay, let's try to be like more like professional and look at this like as a, like, as a from business point of view so it was pretty difficult because our growth started to i like we started to grow even faster like like much faster um multiplied times faster and then it was like you no know, the first time that okay i i had to face that you know okay what does it mean being in a hobby project and what does it mean to be in business like in a hobby project okay so Oh, I got bored of like uh, answering emails, so I will take two weeks off. And okay, no, I will not answer email. And let's say then you are in in business, so it means okay, you it's you you cannot afford to to have this. And you know, like 
strategic thinking discipline like started to appear in my life and I had to learn those things because you know as as you also mentioned so I was 21 and I did I wasn't in business before like I didn't have any business experience so for me it was kind of a carousel like you know you see that winter is growing much faster than you you need to catch up and uh, you still have that ambition to not to you know not to fail and to catch up so I did all like I did my best but it was always you no know, struggle like you know like okay how to be better uh, like than I was like comparing to yesterday yesterday Milda was like this but today Milda wants to be much better and tomorrow she must be even even better than today so I had this ambition and it wasn't a very easy thing I actually was like you no know, were some some periods in my life and I would say like uh, personal life what does it mean <laughs> like so I had those moments as well but like like every time I like started to look back like one year like one year back two years back and I see okay but the like um, improvement like to mm. myself like then I compare myself one year ago and like today so I started to see that it's a huge difference and for me it started to like motivate me because I saw okay even, even though how difficult it looks today uh one year ago it was even more difficult and now it's getting easier and easier so so this is like you no know, psychological aspect of of that growth and that speed that Minted brought mm. yeah, so. I'm, I'm thinking about your your team from mm. the beginning it was you and uh Eustace right so and I I read that you were jumping to other countries, opening other countries um, through, there was an experience where uh, Eustace knew some people who were doing uh-huh. it. Oh, um, so you know, you know a lot. Yeah, so um, how, uh, how, would you give any advice for other founders who are thinking about building their team and how to decide which are the, the, the first profiles they should bring into the team? Um, how do you decide which would be the next position to add to your company? Um, the types of personality traits that you should look mm-hmm. for right from the beginning. So I would say, like my, my my first advice always is like identify the core activities that are needed to succeed in business. Well, let's say vintage case, like developer, like developing uh, online platform, you need to have a developer. So te- technical side. So Eustace was like this, he covered this this thing. But also the second part is like communication, marketing and so on. Like, no, that I would say soft part. Um, so it also needs to be covered by someone because usually like if Eustace develop, is developing the, the platform, so someone needs to, you know, to take a stand and to, and to talk to, some, to people, to members and to, you know, to... To try to promote it so so for us it was no we identified at the beginning two core activities like was marketing and technical side and it was actually it happened by accident but this is like one of the most valuable learnings that I learned that when I talk to startups I see that they say oh I know good friend and he's good at this and this and I always say try to think opposite like Try to step back and think not about what people you and you know, but try to think about what company needs, what core activities company needs, and only then look for for friends or for your colleagues. Because for me, it's usually like one of the main pathways that people choose. Oh, I know a nice guy. He could be like you no know, good guy. So, 
Um, so this is what I see, and that would be one of my main advices. Also, I would say it's very important, you know, for me, it helped, um, try not to be alone. Because sometimes you like know, especially if, if company or product grows very fast, and well, sometimes you feel lost because you don't know what to do, or like sometimes you have some those weak like days, and you feel very weak and like demotivated or tired. So it's very helpful to talk to someone, mm-hmm. and if someone is like you no know, on the same page in the same boat, so it's very like you no, know, you can help each other. So for me, it also was one one of them one of the best things that have that happened to us mm-hmm. so that would be my advice as well i guess mm-hmm. that's good advice yeah to have somebody to brainstorm with to mm-hmm. to, kind of, to bounce those ideas off mm-hmm. yeah because there is an image that you need to you need, you need to be so smart you need to be so cool that you need to do everything by, by your own and i think that you no know, people sometimes they're afraid to ask for help like mm-hmm. or to say that Let's say it, you come and say, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. let's talk or can we work on this together? So sometimes I think it's like, it's good to go out and to say that, okay, I'm not perfect, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need help. Yeah, you can't do everything alone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I read also that you, in the later years of Vintage, you brought on um, a new member of your team who was uh quite central to shape your monetization strategy um which now it's i understand that it's um a a model in which the sellers they 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 are charged a small cost so i wanted to ask about this model and Mm -hmm. do you see it changing in the future or um do you think this is the way that vintage will always be working so because we were in in that period of time, then we said, okay, let's try to monetize the the, the product and uh, put extra fees for not extra but fees for all members. Uh, but we saw that actually it doesn't work at all, and it's like you no know, kind of made a little damage for our community as well. So and we discovered that actually like uh, the current model that we have at the moment, this is you know the 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 way to go, and our platform at the moment is totally like if you don't want to pay it's you it's free like you know you can upload uh, you can sell for free but mm-hmm. there is like no you can pay like extra commission fee if you want it's kind of protection fee like mm-hmm. and uh, we gave give you extra insurance or some mm-hmm. other like you no know, benefits that that we offer so you know it's optional it's not um it's not that you know every member needs to pay and i don't at the moment, at this point of view, at this point of state, like in, in this stage, uh, I don't see that we can go some go back and to say that okay, it's gonna be paid product. At the moment, I don't see this. Uh, mm-hmm. So at the moment, it's it's free for the sellers. Uh, they so, always mm-hmm. can sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Free. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for buyers, if they like, unless they want to pay, like you no, know, if unless they want to pay, so buy some security or some like you no, know, but. For buyers, it's also free. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, and I also wanted to ask you about the the concept of work life balance um, as a mm-hmm. founder, um, because many founders um, are tempted and is also useful at times to to work all of these extra hours. Um, mm-hmm. This can lead to burnout, and which which can mean that you you stop completely. Your health is affected. Um, so how 
uh, how did you move from got working, you know, seven day weeks, all day, every day, to to shifting your perspective to working a five day week, or um, mm-hmm. trying not to be so perfectionist and and kind of testing these like mm, productivity, smart strategies. Yeah. Do, what do you, did you find worked the best for you, or? Mm-hmm. Maybe not if you can remind, uh, recommend a specific strategy, but do you have any advice for founders on how they can find their own best way of working and also take care of themselves at the same time? Yeah, for me, like, no, this was like, no, one of the main topics of my life, like the last 10 years, like, no, how to find balance. First of all, I had to admit that I don't have balance because for me it was no so who cares that I work 10 or 12 hours per, per, per day? Like, no, I still have like other hours. I can go to the park or somewhere. So, and I didn't, I couldn't admit that I don't have time. Um, and so first of, first of all, you need to admit that you don't have time. Uh, like don't have time and, and ask yourself, do you want to have more or not? Because in some cases, you know, lots of people who say, oh, I'm in this state, maybe it's going to last like five or 10 years and I'm okay not to have, uh, you know, personal life. So for me, it didn't work because I said, okay, I, I felt really like I burned out and, and I felt, I didn't feel productive anymore. I was tired all the time and, you know, you spend more hours at work, but at the same time, you, you are not delivering anymore because like your, um, you know, your mind, your brain is like, well, not capable to, to think anymore. So yeah, I did like lots of experiments, uh, read a lot. And and I think that, you know, I can tell what worked for me, but at the same time, I also can tell what didn't work for me, but but it might work for other people. And for me that it was, I first like made a mindful, like you no know, rule that, okay, I need to, to go out of the station. And for me, the most important thing, okay, I cannot afford to, you know, to have three months holidays. So how to get most of my free time that I that I have? So I actually started to be very very precise and um, um, demanding for my free time for the quality by how I spent time. And uh, it was like no, okay, there is a weekend, okay, only two days. So how to do the most of it? Like you know, we can sit uh, um, on sofa the 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 whole day and the whole weekend. But you know, okay, okay, maybe you didn't uh, you haven't opened your computer, but at the same time, you well, you still feel stressed and 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 tired. So for me, what it works so it's like physical um, activities that I mean, kind of the edge, like edgy ones. Like you no, know, I used to go like ten kilometers, and for me it was fine. And edgy activity would be for me like okay, maybe let's try thirty kilometers and trekking tour. So each Sunday, I used to go 30 kilometers at least, like no walking, just walking and thinking and not trying not to think about job. Um, I also like started to, yeah, like, like lots of lots of uh, sport activities. Then I also started to to meet people, like, you know, to meet people and ask how they live. Like, and for me, it was very nice to, you know, to hear how, how people live outside winter because for me, it was, my life, my personal life is also about vintage. Like, you know, if you ask how you're doing, you always start to speak about vintage. And for me, it was, you no know, okay, so let's choose people who want, who inspire you. Like, you know, and and it's very nice to hear how they live and it's totally different life. And for me, it was, you no know, 
oh, it's really nice. There's like, there's another world outside. <laughs> I also made, yeah, and, and for me, it was actually very big thing. And also I was, became actually very selective with whom I spent my time. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, okay, I have only two days uh, uh, in the whole week. So I don't want, you know, I used to have, I think most of us have those, you know, meetings. Oh, I have to meet uh, for a coffee because I promised or something. So I said, okay, sorry, guys. I don't like, not to them, but to myself. I don't have time for those people because mm -hmm. if, I, if some people don't, if, if I don't feel a match with someone, so I just skip those meetings and that's it. So I skipped maybe 40% of, uh, like cut 40% of people that I used to, used to, you know, to spend some time. And I said, okay, I, my goal is inspiration. And, and that's it. Uh, I also tried to experiment with more about like working techniques. Let's say, okay, what does it mean to finish your work at, uh, let's say seven, not 10 p.m., but let's say seven. But uh, the job that you, it's job like you no know, goals that you need to reach, they didn't disappear anywhere. But then you say, okay, instead of working till 10, I will work till seven, but I have to, see, to reach the same result. And I don't know, it, for me, it worked a lot because I started to change my mindset, you know, like, okay, let's brainstorm with myself. How can I shorter, like, you know, to make it, to make it everything shorter. And it was not enough, enough like, you know, I will have shorter meetings. Uh, it doesn't help because you just, okay, you can have 10, 15 minutes shorter meetings, but well, it's just like, you no know, just details, but it doesn't change the, the whole system. So for me, it was, you no, know, I had to over, like, to, to think totally how I do my stuff, what I do. And I realized, okay, how many, how much stuff I do that is not very important, or I do so much stuff that other people can do. And for me, it was, you no, know, okay, why I don't delegate? To other people mm -hmm. and for me it was like one of the things like you no know, i thought oh i realized that okay i'm pretty poor leader because i don't trust people that are like you know, in my team and i said okay so my maybe my goal is to empower and to you know to give the power to them and maybe i'm gonna spend like 40 percent more in teaching them something but afterwards it's much more scalable because then your hands are free and you don't have to do so many things by yourself anymore. And then you can grow because I, it's, imagine like you you cut 40% of your activity. That was like you no know, hands-on. And now you have 40% more time. So you can you know think, you can you can uh, dream about something or just think about strategies, not about tactics anymore. So so for me, it was you no know, put yourself in a very like stretch situation. Like I say, let's say don't work on Fridays. Well, at the beginning it, it didn't work for me. Like it, it was later stage, but later I said, okay, try not to work on on Fridays, uh, just four days. Uh, but the result is still you need to, to to reach the same result. So and for me, it was you no. Know, then miracles started to happen. I started to feel like you no, know, to you know to brainstorm brainstorm and optimize all the time everything what I can do I always try to optimize so mm. it works for me very well mm. and it sounds also about uh, like it's about take drawing limits and drawing boundaries so saying okay my limit is that I'm only going to spend time with people that inspire me or my yeah. limit is that I'm only gonna work until seven and see if I could do that yeah. Yeah. So for me, setting limitation was very good because then, okay, well, I wasn't that, you know, strict. Let's say if something really bad happens, okay, I, I, there used to be Sundays that I, that I used to work, but in that my 
project like getting free for get finding some free times for my personal life i call this project like this so it was i start i tried not to work on sundays and it was okay like that's it if i go uh, out of the office that's it it's done and for me it helped because i then you have two days to relax then you, on monday you get back with such a full energy like you have new ideas and it was like no oh on friday it looks so so difficult but on monday it seems why i was struggling because it looks so easy and you know because it's just fresh mind and that's it yeah taking some perspective so yeah. um yeah and i also wanted to ask you about um moving kind of back into more like wider perspective about the fashion industry and um because you've you've got this interesting perspective of working on vintage all this time and seeing how things have changed in general in society and how more people are becoming um interested in uh in conscious fashion conscious yes. wardrobes um why do you think this has happened do you, do you have any um any theories about why um people are starting to be more interested in this kind of fashion and why this trend is growing um and i think it will yeah it will grow and not only in fashion well i see it, obviously it's not only in fashion um so i think that there are many reasons one of the reasons that um uh let's be that's from let's start the very pragmatic side like uh very selfish side people have lots of stuff and they you know it's like in our generation overconsumption is like takes place takes takes place everywhere and we have so much stuff and you know that if you buy from someone from other people it it can it will be it possibly will be the same good quality the same good condition as in shop because let's say 20 years ago it couldn't it couldn't work like that because as i said our parents used to you know you have one sweater and you wear it till it dies and in our generation it's not the case anymore there's also like no technology that um made possible and connected people and i think that if you you would say like okay can you go offline and you know just uh, sell your stuff you know people would get bored i guess and you know it's much more time consuming than it is now with technology and it's the last but i think it's like now it's one of the most important things so you know that mindfulness that you understand what is happening in your in your planet and you understand that okay i can be also that you know put some effort and to to be the part of the change and how the like you no know, and to make the impact how the planet will look like you no know, in 10 years or in 20 years and i think that it's like you no know, what i really see so 12 years ago it was you know i go to vintage because i want to buy some cheaper stuff and or also it's, it's so so much so so much nice stuff that i don't find in shops anymore but now i see much like more like new trend so i go first because i i see the meaning of that like you know because i want to make it and i be want to be part of the you know that makes impact to the society and to the planet so i think it's it's becoming a huge trend that i would say mindfulness of where we are and in, in what situation we are so i think it's combination but um, all these different aspects made this thing that that big and i think it's first of all i don't want to you know to sound sound very naive and you know oh it will uh, be you know the future of the, of the world 
but in some way I believe because well I don't I don't think that there is another way like, mm-hmm. and I always say like no as soon as second hand becomes the same um, convenient and the same attractive as first hand then there's no question like people will choose second hand for sure so mm-hmm. for us companies it's a big big task how to make Secondhand, the same, like, you no know, attractive as firsthand. Mm. And as this grows, do you, do you have any predictions for um, what you think the industry could look like in the, the next five or ten years? Or do you have any, um, any exciting tech or projects that we, you think that we should check or, or uh, keep an eye on? Fashion? You mean mm-hmm. fashion or general? In fashion tech and, and in general, if you have any other cool recommendations. Fashion, so I, I, what we see from our results at the moment, so it's definitely like uh, being uh, isolated at home increases online uh, like activities. Uh, so it's like, for me, it's no doubt. And we totally see this at first. It took us maybe six months to see this. Well, we knew this trend. It just it was a kind of a proof that we are like, you know, that it's going to be even bigger than it was before. Uh, but if you speak not only about fashion, what I see, like, no, I'm mother of three and so on. And for me, I see, like, you know, lots of things about online education and because fashion and companies stay, like, you know, like profit-oriented companies, they still are always kind of are the first to adapt to the market and to find new ways to adapt. And for me, it was, no like, always the open question, okay, what about education? What about, you know, AI? What about science? Uh, how it will be because maybe it doesn't sometimes it doesn't look that profit oriented and it might be slower but with um, here I would say like after this COVID situation I think that we should uh, expect lots of remote education remote working solutions uh, much better much more like much better quality I expect that this is going to be like the new reign of new ideas and new unicorns in the future so mm. the area that we're going to see a, a biggest progress on mm. and final question um what's coming up for vented uh, in the future and do you have any exciting plans that we should know about uh, i'm actually not sure how much we should uh how much <laughs> we want to you know to tell so i think that maybe we can talk to lily about this uh but anyways i'll i'll go you know spread the virus <laughs> i mean that good virus <laughs> not not covid uh, but you know i call it swapping virus like you know so so the, you know this is the goal it's like in, i like that like the the talks that we have inside in our company you know when we would say that it's it's over then it's okay that all consumption is sustainable like you know we managed to do that. So it's like, you know, there's a long way to go. Maybe it's not even possible to reach our generation. Maybe it's for other generations, but but at least direction that we have. So it's definitely this one. Mm, so we should be keeping an eye on sustainable fashion and watching the industry and see how it grows yeah. in the next years. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's the end of the questions that we had for you. So thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. <Thank you. laughs> and um, yeah, that's it.